Happy New Year. <laughs> Amen. Happy New Year. How many of you are looking forward to 2024? Amen. 2023 is passing away and 2024 is here. Unless the Lord comes between now and midnight, I mean, we're going into 2024, and I wouldn't be sad if he did. You know, I, I, I was telling one of the young men, he, um, Moses, before this service, I said, don't feel like you're going to miss out on life if Jesus comes. I said, because heaven is going to be way more glorious than what we're living in right now. It's going to be way more fun. You know, I think they'll even let me play football up in heaven, you know. I'm kind of hoping, I, you know, I still got some, uh, some years I can play, you know. So uh, I, I'm ready for the Lord to come, but I don't think it's yet, but it could be at any time. You know what I mean? So, but it, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen? You're a new creature. They, uh, he's a new creature in Old things, everybody say old things, are passed away. Behold, all things, everybody say all things, become new. Amen. If you're in Christ today, coming into 2024, I believe that things are going to be new. Amen. So you don't have to stay locked into this past year. Let it go. Amen. I mean, I know a lot of people had a tough time this year. A lot of challenges, a lot of things going on. I mean, even as a church, we had some challenges this, this, this year. But we're letting it go. We're moving forward. Amen. And we're going to move on with what the promises of God are for us and get where God wants us to be. We're going to start this year fresh and move forward. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, it declares, God declares he has a plan for you. And, and it's a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. Amen. To give you a future filled with hope. So enter into this, enter into that and let this year go. Let this new year be a great year. Let go of your hurts, your pains, your sickness, disease, your lack, your debt, and any other things that has held you back. If, if it's your marriage, it's time to get it right. Amen? <laughs> that, was, that was so weak. <laughs> if it's your marriage, it's time to get it right. <laughs> Love like never before. The one that you have become one with. Amen? Don't quit. But thrive and live in love, in unity this year. Make the choice to be happy. Make the choice to be happy. Decide, I'm going into 2024, I'm going to be happy. It's a decision. It's not, it's not a state of, you know, how much money you have or, or everything's good. It's just that you decide, you make the decision, 2024, I'm going to be happy. Amen. And let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Amen. You know, God gave me a word for this year. It's just one word. And, and it's bold. Bold. Everybody say bold. Be bold. Not a belligerent bold or a mean bold, but a loving bold. Speaking in love the truth of the kingdom of God. So that's the title of my message today, Bold. Everybody say bold. bold. Cindy, our worship leader, I told her 
Last week, what, what the word God gave me is he sent me the definition of boldness. It means confidence. It means fearlessness. It means freedom of speech. You know, they, they, they're trying to silent the church that, so that we don't have the freedom of speech. But don't let them. Be bold. Amen? Be bold. You know, this coming year, it's, it's an election year. And you know, there's going to be a lot of garbage flying through the air. Don't participate. You pray about who to vote for, and then you do it. Amen? Don't draw lines to a party. Draw lines to the kingdom of God. Amen? And you pray, and you pray, and you seek his face. And don't get caught up in all this stuff. You know, because we probably have Democrats in the house, and we probably have some Republicans in the house. So we don't want to offend each other. Amen? So if somebody doesn't believe the way you believe politically, that's okay. As long as we believe kingdomly, if that's a word. We got to be kingdom minded. Amen. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, you know, the uh, second Corinthians chapter three is where we're going to read out of today. And, you know, as I finished out the year, I was reading Nehemiah. And because I, I, I always feel that we should stand, and I always have you stand for the reading of the word. But in Nehemiah, when they, they found the book of the covenant and they brought it out before the people, everybody stood and bowed to hear the reading of the word. And they read, they read the whole thing. And the people stood there and listened and wept and cried as the reading of the word went on. And so I'm gonna ask you today, this last Sunday of 2023, to stand with me for the reading of the word. Ooh, that's a little dark for me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll look at my pad. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 3, 7 through 18, beginning at verse 7, is titled The Glory of the New Covenant. The old way, with laws etched in stone, led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new life, new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? Verse 9, if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God? In fact... That first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Verse 12, since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very, everybody say very, very. bold. 
We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us, all of us, all of us, who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this word today. We thank You that, Lord, that You remove the veil from our eyes. That, Lord, it is glorious. And, Lord, that You have filled us with Your Spirit. Lord, that we can become bold. So, Lord, as we talk on boldness today, God. Let our hearts be refreshed, renewed in you, Lord. That, Lord, we come into this new year being bolder than ever, Father God, with your things, with your purposes, God. Lord, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. We can be very bold. Amen. We can be bold. Everybody say bold. <coughs> We're not under the law anymore. We're under God's grace and have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which empowers us to be bold. In boldness, be loving. Be loving, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, it says, He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. The law brings death, but the spirit gives life, amen? That's why we're called to walk in the spirit. We're to bring people to life, amen? You have the power within you to bring people to life. Amen. That's your smile, your glow. The glory of God in you should bring people to life. We shouldn't be condemning them to death. We should bring them alive. We should show them a new way. Amen. There's a new way in town. Jesus. Amen. <laughs> As we said at the beginning, all things are passed away. When we come to Jesus and we're filled with the spirit, we're not under that condemnation of the law. But, the, but by the Spirit, we obey the law. By the Spirit, we don't want to do those things that are listed in the law. It's a spiritual matter. Now, it's not a, a fleshly matter where we're fighting our flesh to not do those things. It's a spiritual matter now. And, and without the blood of Jesus cleansing us and forgiving us of all of our sin, we wouldn't even be able to do the law. That's why Jesus had to come. When, when Jesus had the conversation with a rich young ruler, remember that story in the Bible? The rich young ruler, I think it's in Matthew 19. Jesus is, is you know, he says, hey, what must I do, you know, to, to get to heaven? And, and Jesus said, you know, 
don't commit adultery. And Jesus starts going through the Ten Commandments with him. And the guy goes, oh, I do all that. I, I, I obey all that. I'm good. And you see, but the reason why Jesus had to come is because nobody could do that. Nobody could be obedient to all the law. That's why Jesus came, to be that perfect sacrifice for us so that we could be forgiven, that we could come under the grace. And so Jesus takes it one step further. Jesus doesn't condemn the man, but Jesus reveals the man's heart. He says, okay, you're, you're keeping the law, that's a good thing. Why don't you go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me? And, and the guy goes, well, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, and he went away sad. And you know what Jesus revealed? He revealed who that man's God was. See, because he says the first commandments have no other gods before me. And Jesus, just by asking him a question, just telling him, okay, sell everything. If you're doing that, sell everything you have, come follow me. And the guy went away sad because his God was everything he had. And, and Jesus gave that revelation. His intent when he came is not to condemn us to death. His, his intent is to bring us into understanding and bring us into life, amen. He wants us to reveal our heart so that we can repent and move forward with him, amen. So that when we understand where our heart is, we can let go of those things that are holding us back and step in to the future of who Christ is in us, right? That's what it said to be, if any man be in Christ, old things are passed away and all things become new, amen. You know, when you're loving people into the kingdom of God, just remember, it's a lot, it's really easy to see the toothpick in everybody's eye than to see the plank in your own eye. It really is. And we gotta keep that in mind as we love people. I remember we had this lady, man, I forget her name, Delana. She was from North Carolina and she came one time and she shared. And that lady showed so much love. And there was a young man over here and she was drawn to him and she went over to him and she just had him stand up and she hugged him and he cried and he came into the kingdom that day. She just loved him into the kingdom. And you know, the world will condemn you for your lifestyle, for whatever you're doing. But know this, Jesus loves you. Now he doesn't like everything we do. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And some of what we do will keep us from going to heaven, but it doesn't negate his love because his love was shown when he sent Jesus to die for us. And when we receive that love into our hearts, then we can get free of those things that are holding us back, amen? So keep all that in mind. And then, so let your boldness be done in love and then let your boldness cause you to share the gospel. Share the gospel. You know, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have ever led somebody to Jesus? How many of you have ever shared the gospel with somebody and they came to Jesus? 
Let this be the year that you're not afraid. Amen. That you can openly share your faith with people. You, you, you know what? You guys, you should just go hang out at Greg's Barbershop. Somebody will come in that needs Jesus. <laughs> and you can talk to him. Greg don't care. He'll jump right in. He'll say, he's right. You know, and... <laughs> I love going there. I go there all the time. Just to, you know, I like to hang out, but I go there to get my hair cut all the time. Just, it's fun. It's a good place, Greg. You've done a great job there, man. It's a place, house of salvation. Amen. But so, number one in this, if you're going to share the gospel, learn the gospel. Learn what you need to say. Learn how to be saved. Learn what it takes to be saved. Learn what the Bible says about being saved. Amen. Learn, learn. You can write this down or you can watch this again and get it. Learn Romans 3.23. Learn Romans 6.23. Learn Romans 5.8. And learn Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, that's called the Roman road to salvation. 6.23, we've all, we've all sinned, fall short of the glory. 6.23, the wages of sin of death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 5.8, I forget. <laughs> it comes to me when I'm out on the road. But Romans 5.8, you know, but God extended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, he sent Jesus to die for us. And then Romans 10.9, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, we shall be what? Saved. That's what we did last Sunday, Remember? I went all through that Roman road last Sunday, Christmas Sunday or Christmas Eve. So number one, learn the gospel message. And then number two, and here's the, the fun part, what you know of the gospel, walk out in your life. Live it. I mean, because don't go to people and say, hey, you know, you, you need this. And they're looking at you going, well, you're just like me. Number three, openly share with others what you've learned and how it's working in your life. What's happening in your life? How, how is the gospel helping you? What's happening in your life since you've given your life to Jesus? And, and then number four, don't condemn people for not being where you are, for not being like you. You know, some of this stuff takes a while. You know, some of this stuff to get rooted out of us takes a while. Some of it, it takes a lifetime to get rooted out of. It's just like some, of, some things that we were raised with get so ingrained in us, it's just like it takes a forklift to root it out of us. You know, it, it, it just, it's, it's challenging. But let God do a work, amen? And then share what he's doing with people. You know, like I said, I used to smoke and drink and had a terrible mouth. And, and, and I was in a business one day and this guy had a, an article there, how to quit smoking. I'm like, oh, I used to smoke. He goes, well, how'd you quit? <laughs> I said, I, I asked Jesus to take it away and he did and I never smoked again. And he's like, okay. <laughs> that door opened wide, you know, it, it just be bold. Be bold, amen, in sharing your faith. Well, that be bold. Let your boldness, next one, be expressed in your faith. 
Let your boldness be expressed in your faith. Pray for the sick. Amen. Pray for them. Believe for miracles. Believe that God that does these miracles in this word of God that we've all read about, that we've seen. If you've read your Bible and you see, just start off with Mark chapter 1. There's like three miracles that happen in Mark chapter 1 that just takes off running. Believe for those miracles, amen? Stand on the word of God. Get it. I got this book. It's this thick. And it's the miracles of Jesus. I think that's the name of it. Miracles of the Bible. But in it, it has every miracle of the Bible. But what it, it does is... It prints them out in every version of the Bible, how it's worded in every version of the Bible. That's why it's this thick. And there's so many miracles that happens. It's just like, oh my gosh, you know, things I never thought about being a miracle. You know what the first miracle was? What? No, no, in the Bible. When Abimelech had taken Abraham's wife and then all the women became barren and then when God said, you better give that woman back to Abraham, that's his wife, not his sister. And then, and then Abraham prayed for Abimelech and all the women were not barren anymore. That's the first miracle of, of healing that happens in the Bible. Stand on the word of God, amen. Get it in you. I'm going through and, I, and I'm trying to read a, a healing scripture every day. And I try to read it in, in multiple versions and everything. And some of you know I send them out once in a while to you. I know you're battling, you know. Stand on the word of God. And, and be the one who people call when they need prayer. Be that one. You know, my mom, she's like, Ron, I don't know why, but people open up and tell me everything. People open up and they ask me for prayer. And I said, Mom, you're just, you're that person. She had faith to believe. My mom was healed of lung cancer four times. Four times. Four times. They said, oh, you got a tumor in your lungs. And they said, we're going to have to do a biopsy. And four times my mom went in and there was no tumor. When she went for the biopsy, it was gone. And then she comes to me and she says, we were praying for the sick one Sunday. And you know, when your mom's in the sick line and you don't know that your mom's sick, it's like, what are you doing down here? And she says, well, I, I gotta have this, uh, this thing removed. It's, it's gotten real ugly here and they, they're gonna cut it out. And I said, well, mom, the Lord has healed you four times in your lungs. I said, so I just pray this thing falls off in the name of Jesus. So she comes back Wednesday and she goes, remember my surgery? And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh yeah. <laughs> she goes, well, I didn't have to have it. I said, what happened? She goes, she pulls back the band-aid. She goes, it fell off. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So me being a good son, you know, I called her on Friday. I said, hey, mom, I said, do you think maybe you ought to go get checked? And she goes, Ron, I don't even know where it was. There's no mark. 
That's our God. See, and we need to believe for that, amen? You need to believe, and, and you know, don't give up in believing. I've told you this story of Marilyn Hickey. She's, you know, she's doing a healing meeting, and she's up there, and she says, She's a man on a wheelchair in the back, and she says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the guy didn't get up. He just sat there. So she said, usher, go over there behind that man. And she said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man still didn't get up. She said, usher, help that man up. And he said, but ma'am, he doesn't have any legs. Now, Marilyn Hickey, she's probably 90 now. And she didn't stop. She never stopped. And she's seen so many miracles happen. So many miracles happen because she didn't quit. Don't be a quitter. Don't stop doing it. Amen. Keep going. You know, and, and when, you, when you go to the doctor, you just know the doctor, they're going to speak out of their flesh of the knowledge of what they know, right? They're going to tell you what they see. You get your blood pressure taken, all they can tell you is what their blood pressure medicine machine says. Your blood pressure is high. Your blood pressure is low. Your blood pressure is perfect. Delonis is always perfect. Mine's always high. You know, but you don't have to come into agreement with the doctor. Amen. You can speak the truth of the word of God over your life and over other people too. You know, because people we get with bad reports from the doctor, but we can speak faith over that. We can declare by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Be bold in your faith. Declare it. Declare it that that aneurysm is dissolving in your head today in the name of Jesus. We decree, decree and declare you will not have to have surgery in the name of Jesus. I believe that God wants to touch it, heal it the way he did on the other side. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the Lord heal your knees in the name of Jesus. Let it be done. Let that pain go in Jesus' name. Let the cartilage be in place and healing be restored to your knees in Jesus' name. Amen. Why can't we decree that instead of, oh, you know, Delon has been in a lot of pain this last year. And there was that part of me that says, maybe you had to go to the doctor. Keep fighting against that. And you're like, why? You know, because we believe that God wants to do a miracle. So we just keep keep praying, but she keeps suffering. But we keep praying, and she's the number one that'll tell you, I'm not going to the doctor, I'm gonna keep praying. Because God said He's gonna heal. And see, and that's where we gotta stand in faith. And now don't come to Delonda after the service and say, maybe you should go to the doctor. Don't do that. Say, come to Delonda and say, I'm gonna join in agreement with you that God heals you. I'm gonna join in agreement with Monica that the Lord heals you, amen? That you don't have to have surgery, that you don't have to you know, be on pain meds and stuff. Let's start coming into agreement with what God says instead of the doctor, amen? Let's start stretching our faith. Remember, I'm still talking about faith. Faith, faith, faith. Give your tithes and offerings. By faith, amen. It's a faith move. It's, your, it's one of the biggest faith moves you can do. 
Give to the Lord. Give to the Lord. Trust him for your finances. You know, and uh, I know it was hard for me in the beginning. Man, I, was, I struggled with it. And Delonda would be like, you know, we're struggling financially. And I'd say, I know. And she says, it's because you don't tithe. And I'm like, Leave me alone, you know. And then I confessed to some men one day that I was having a tough time and they prayed over me and I never had a tough time again. Never had a tough time again. I just tithe, come what may, I tithe. Don't care about anything else, but I want to tithe. I'm going to tithe first and that's going to be the rest of my life till I die, I will tithe first. Amen? And trust God, trust God by faith in all your circumstances. Don't give up on, on tithing. Don't give up on believing. Don't give up on contending for your health. Those things you've been battling for a long time, Tim, don't give up on believing that God can restore in the name of Jesus, that you got to get off that medicine, that you're gonna, that defibrillator is just gonna pop out of your chest. This is gonna, gonna have to go in the name of Jesus. She moves over. <laughs> I like that faith candy. <laughs> she moved out of the way. Let it go. <laughs> Why not, man? Come on, we gotta exercise our faith. 2024, let your faith just abound. Let it grow like never before. And the next one, let your boldness be expressed in love. Love God, love people, and be bold about it. Be bold about it. Let the Holy Spirit lead you as to how to do it, how to express your love. We always say, hate the sin, but love the sinner. You don't do that. We're not good at that. We're good at condemnation. But let me tell you right now, you know when you're in junk, you condemn yourself. You don't need anybody to come and condemn you. What you need is somebody to come and say, let me show you another way. Let me show you another way. Because your lifestyle can either bring life to you or condemn you. you. And you get to make that decision. So, work this year to love people into the kingdom of God. Show them another way. Show them another way. Love them. Don't condemn them. Because like I said, people that don't walk with Jesus do a good job condemning themselves. They know. They know. The Bible's so clear about things. Instead of showing them in the scriptures how their sin is going to take them to hell. Show them in scripture how Jesus will give them life. Jesus will give you life. He has life for you. Amen. In Mark 16, it says, you know, to be baptized into the kingdom of God. 
It's, it's your decision. If you don't get baptized into the kingdom of God, you won't go. That's what it says. So let them make the decision, amen? Why don't we pray right now? Father, we thank you for your love for us, God. That your love has been poured out to us, Father, through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, you've shown us a more excellent way. You've shown us the way to receive your love that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. And Lord, the old things have passed away and all things become new. If you're here today and say, I need that today, I need to just confess Jesus is Lord. I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to bring you down front today or whatever, but just raise your hand and say, I need that today. Just raise your hand at me. Okay, amen, amen, amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Amen. Father, you see the hands that went up today, God. And I thank you for their life. And Lord, as we're all here today, Lord, we confess you as Lord. And I pray that those that raise their hand today, God, that the Holy Spirit would just come to them and bring comfort to them today. That you would show them a way to walk in. And that they'd be alive in it today, Father. We thank you for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now listen, you raised your hand. You meant it. Your next steps get baptized in water. I don't have a date on the calendar, but you come tell me I want to get baptized in water. Then um, we'll do it. I'll probably do it outside. Our tank leaked last time, so I'll probably do it outside. No, <laughs> I don't like leaks. But hey, listen. In Acts chapter four, the apostles had been arrested. And they've been told to not speak the name of Jesus anymore. And they, they were released. And when they got together with their, the other apostles and their disciples, they got together and they prayed. And it says in Acts that that place that they were prayed was shaken and they were all filled with boldness. I just feel in my heart today that we need a holy huddle. And I'm going to ask if you will come and you will huddle with me today right here in this spot. And we could pray and ask God for that boldness for this coming year. So if you would stand and you would come right now and let's just get in tight. We're huddling up. It's like the, the guys on the football field. Come on, come in close. I want to be in the middle. You can go behind me. You can go around. Come on, get in close. Get in close. You're not close enough. You're not close enough. We got to huddle. This is a holy huddle. Come on. 
Come on. Get in tight. Yeah. We're putting our hands in. I'm going on the bottom. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Father, we glorify you. We exalt you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this year. Coming into this new year, God, we're coming in, Lord, letting old things go, Lord. And all we pray sickness, disease, our finances, debt, God, Lord, bad relationship be let go in the name of Jesus. But Lord, that us, Father God, renew our strength, God, renew our minds, Father God. Old things are passed away and all things are coming new, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your boldness, your strength, God. Your boldness, Father. In Jesus' name. And then we're going to go one, two, three, Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! Amen! Amen. Now go forward in this year and be bold. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>